Welcome to the Queen's Innovation Runway podcast. This podcast series is about sharing the emerging success stories from Queen's University in Eastern Ontario from startups through small to medium-sized enterprises. We hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, everybody, welcome to this episode of Queen's Innovation Runway. Our guest today is Lisa Henderson. She is the founder of a company called House of Three. She has over 20 years of design experience and worked as a building inspector, home builder, kitchen designer. She's flipped houses and taught architecture as a college professor. Before following her dream of owning her own business, Lisa graduated from the architectural technical program at Loyalist College and is a certified architectural technologist with the AATO and has completed all BCIN qualifications. Lisa, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having me. Tell us about House of Three. What was the what was the burning problem you you decided to solve, and how long you've been in business, and how many employees you have? Just give us an idea of what your business is. Okay, we've been in business since 2013. I started in order to help my parents draw their own plan, and uh, we've grown from there. It was always a dream of mine, and I was just fortunate enough to actually be able to start back then. We've gone actually in the last year from just me to a team of six. So we've grown a lot in this last year, and we still can't keep up with demand. We are trying to create affordable, attractive, and code-compliant architectural designs, primarily for residential or small commercial construction. And when you look at the economy in eastern Ontario, there's a lot of public sector and others, but the, the big part of the economy are businesses with under 20 people. So businesses like yours that are in a rural trying to tackle a huge problem. And really, to put a fine point on it, the big challenge in eastern Ontario, Kingston, and other places is very low vacancy rates, very hard to find a place to live. Is that is that the crux of the problem you're trying to solve? Yes. So we have been fortunate enough to work in anything from new construction to renovations, but we've also been become a bit of an expert in secondary suites, meaning whether it's an in-law suite, granny suite, second dwelling unit, additional dwelling unit. They're all names for the exact same thing, <laughs> a basement apartment even. So we work with mainly real estate investors, but sometimes homeowners as well to create a second unit in their home that is available for rental. This helps to create affordable, safe, being the primary target, safety first, rental units across the province. So we do a lot in the Kingston area and um, actually a lot in Belleville as well. These units typically are renovation work, so we are limited in travel distance to about two hours. So we've done them anywhere from Ottawa to Belleville. What is the workflow for somebody wanting to put on a, a rental unit within their existing dwelling? We start with zoning. Um, zoning is actually the, our biggest challenge. Ensuring that there is enough parking to meet the zoning requirements for the municipality, making sure in Kingston we have a four-foot sidewalk to the second entrance unit that you have to have, and we have to have space for both of those. So we start with a zoning search. So we need an address from a homeowner or from a real estate investor in order to search that. We start there and then if that all lines up, then we start to um, look at whether or not the house itself will work. So we come out, we measure it, take a look at the layout, make sure that we can access both units without going through another unit. Or um, you can have a shared entry, but from the shared entry, you have to go off safely into each unit through fire separations. So are you kind of the Google Translate between 
I want to do this and what are the requirements and let's get it done in a time frame where I don't have to go and pour through to get the necessary permitting and set up the inspections, et cetera. Is that the value add for House of Three? Absolutely. We utilize a lot of tools online. Thankfully, the one thing COVID has forced is that a lot of municipalities have had to move their zoning bylaws online and along with some GIS mapping systems. We have to take a look at the property, compare it to the zoning bylaw. Even City of Kingston has five different zoning bylaws currently. They're working on an amalgamated bylaw, but have been for about 10 years now. And within those five zoning bylaws, there is different parking requirements within each of those five, uh, which makes things a little bit challenging because what works at one end of the city does not necessarily work at the other end of the city. And even Belleville has a different size of parking than what Kingston does. So Kingston, we range from 2.7 to 2.75 meters in width, depending on the area. Um, Belleville is 2.4 meters in width. Just, it's a little bit different. Kingston, we also have to fit in a 1.2 meter sidewalk to go along with the parking to get people to the front entrance safely or to get emergency services to the entrance of the second dwelling unit safely. So. It can be challenging. There's probably only about 50% of the properties in Kingston work, possibly even less than that. Most don't. It's quite surprising. So when a customer comes to think about putting a rental component in their dwelling, do they just come to you with an idea and you can take it from there? Do they come with fully baked plans, which maybe you have to amend depending on the the zoning requirements? What, What is the process for somebody looking to do that? Both. Sometimes we work with contractors or real estate investors who are used to the process and have a layout already figured out roughly in their head, and we put it to paper, we put all the code information on it, and we go from there. Sometimes we're working from scratch. Sometimes it's an unfinished basement that we're working with. Sometimes it's a completely finished basement. Sometimes it's not even the basement. Sometimes we're dividing a house into two up the center or main floor to second floor. It can be a wide variety of differences and different scenarios for every single one. They all come with their own unique challenges. And so you mentioned certain percentages of the the city, just use Kingston as an example, may not be eligible given zoning requirements or or bylaws or whatever the the regulations might be. But I, I assume there's still lots of room left to renovate, even though the, you know, the 50%, there's still many people interested in investigating this and moving forward. So you said you've either got a wait list or a strong demand for your services. Give, give us some idea of the demand and how much activity is going on in our region right now to, to add rental components to their existing dwellings. About two years ago, I ran about 20 projects at a time. We are currently running at about 75 projects a time. We write two to four contracts a week, sometimes more, but on average, two to four contracts a week. Secondary dwelling units make up about 30% of our contracts. Um, So quite a large number considering we also do commercial renovations, additions, decks, new construction for new homes, detached garages, sheds that are bigger than 10 by 10, so bigger than what the building code allows without a building permit, all of those. (laughs) So 30% is a big chunk of our business. And it is something that I'm very passionate about. We have an Ontario-wide housing shortage. And unfortunately, sometimes there is some politics behind it. Not everybody wants it in their backyard, and I completely understand that. But I think sometimes we also have to realize that may make the difference between a homeowner being able to stay in their home 
and making it affordable. It may make the difference between somebody living on the streets or somebody being able to have a place to live. There's all kinds of things that people need to consider. And what do you see as the factors for for the increase in people wanting to add these dwellings? Many are income-based. We deal with a lot of real estate investors, which works well for us. So dealing with repeat contractors and repeat clients for these is beneficial. They understand what a fire separation is, for instance, and they're dedicated to creating safe and affordable housing, which is also a benefit. Yes, there is going to be some profit in it for them. Not as much as people think, though. When you figure that the price of housing alone has skyrocketed in recent years, and particularly in the last year, it's not as much profit margin as people assume when they see some of the rents out there. And then you factor in a $100,000 renovation on top of it. It's really not the most affordable thing to do. They're building equity is what they're doing. And they're profiting off the equity in their homes down the road. So from, from day one of starting your company to today, give us an example of some of the challenges you've overcome to get to the stage where your business is really growing the way it is today. I was not taught how to run a business. <laughs> that is something that I've had to learn along the way. And that's common with entrepreneurs. In speaking with Carrie at Can in the past, that's common of women entrepreneurs in particular. People don't tell us how to run a business, so they don't tell us the marketing and the accounting and when to incorporate or how to incorporate even. You have to find that information out for yourself and from speaking to others. I've been fortunate enough. Through Carrie, I was invited to join the WeCan program, and I've grown from there. I've become involved with Kingston Economic Development Corporation, Frontenac Business. They've all had a handle. LSPARC in Ottawa has also been a huge, huge pivoting point for me and helping me to keep growing, which is, and pushing. Sometimes I need to be pushed like everybody to meet the next challenge, but been able to even just book recommendations that have come out of these courses and being able to borrow them for free from the library on their app for audiobooks. That's huge. Um, there's so much information out there, but you do have to take it and make it your own and make it work for you. Nobody holds your hand and says, this is how you do an architectural firm <laughs> or any business. You have to figure that all out. So that has been a challenge, but slowly but surely I'm learning and I'm feeling like it's all starting to come together and all the pieces of the puzzle are starting to jive and be understood, which is fantastic. COVID's caused its own share of issues. So from the construction industry actually skyrocketing unbelievably, especially locally, to not having enough workers that are qualified to daycare. Um, this week alone, my office manager is off due, a, due to a school outbreak. I've had to go and pick up my son because he had a sore throat at school. We've both had to take kids to be tested. Um, <laughs> It is challenging, um, and we just never know when the next COVID-related issue is going to crop up. Um, we've seen a huge um, push locally to get more kids into the trades or more anybody into the trades, which is amazing. Kingston has been short of construction workers for probably 10 plus years. Um, we've just been moving the same workers from company to company to company and hoping for the best. Right now, St. Lawrence Employment Services 
you can go through them and you can go and get some accreditation and work towards a paid work placement to see if the any of the trades are worth it for you, which is amazing. And as our builders that we work with pick up more and more workers, they're going to be busier and they're going to need more from us as they work and strive to meet the needs of the local residents too. Um, we've also noticed that the current buyer's market, people need their floor plans and they need them now, which has been a bit of a challenge. Unfortunately, we can only do so much. Um, there, I'm working 10 hour plus days, which has been its own challenge. And quite often seven days a week trying to keep up with demand and we just can't. So we designed our website this summer and redesigned it to hold pre-designed plans. We are slowly but surely <laughs> uploading more and more each week. Um, we're aiming for two to three a week as we can. It's not always easy to get them up there, but uh, that will help alleviate some of the timing for people. It doesn't work for secondary suites where we're trying to renovate an existing property or renovations or additions, but it does work for those new construction. And sometimes will give us just a starting point for them, for people that are trying to build a new home to work off of. Modifying an existing plan is far easier than starting from scratch. So at least people come to you with 80% of an idea, then getting the rest of the way is a little less uh, time on your side. That's correct. It can be a challenge. And sometimes people don't know what they want on a floor plan. So being able to work off of something um, and having a starting point, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, is the bedrooms that we have on the floor plan already big enough for you? Do you want the master suite off to one side or do you want all the bedrooms together? Do you want a bungalow or a two-story? Um, all of those can be a challenge. And then we have to factor in zoning, so making sure all the setbacks work from the lot lines and things like that that can really complicate the process for somebody that's not used to it. So let's turn to how you're scaling your business. So quite notable, you've gone from yourself to up to six, I guess, full and part-time people on the business is the process trying to say there's so much demand here how can i bring in people and put in processes so that we can just i don't want to say be more efficient but tackle more work with with systems and process and tools give us a bit of a window into that process that is always a challenge so we were searching this summer for bcin licensed designers and unfortunately they're everybody's got a job so it's not an easy job search so we had to look back and um, change the way we do things. So we are working with mostly new hires typically um, or new grads and training them our way. So we're trying to build some process manuals to help out with that, trying to use those that have been with me for a year or more and trying to get them up and trained as much as possible um, working on trying to get them their BCIN license, so their building code identification number license through the ministry as well. It's tough. They're a fantastic team though, so they make it worthwhile um, and they work really hard. But ultimately right now, everything has to flow through me, which does cause some traffic jams, but we're working through it slowly but surely. So what general words of advice would you give to somebody in Eastern Ontario that might be thinking about adding a, an income component to their dwelling 
just in terms of timelines, process, those kind of high-level expectations? Not a quick closing date would be helpful. Um, But before you even purchase a property, having us check the zoning and making sure that it could even be a possibility is a great start. There's nothing like committing $500,000 to buying a house and then not being able to put the second dwelling unit you're counting on into it. So making sure that the zoning complies. Um, We have a section on our website where you can submit them for $75 during business hours. We will evaluate it and get it back to you. It's just in our contact us and it's right in our scheduler so you can literally click and give us an address and we can check it. That would be starting point number one. (laughs) And then from there, we can usually get somebody out to measure during um, the time between you going firm on an offer and the time that you take possession. And allowing, you know, six to eight weeks would be ideal for doing the design component right now. I'd love to do it faster and we have done it faster in the past, but Ultimately, there's a lot of projects right now, and we just have to balance timelines as much as we can. Right. And to reiterate what you'd said earlier, this isn't just about a basement rental property or putting on an addition. You do kitchen renovations, outdoor spaces. Some ways people are turning patios and decks into part of their living space, I guess, in Canada for certain times of the year. So run run through the list again of the types of services you could offer. Yeah. So we do... Uh, Mainly residential, renovations, additions, secondary suites, new construction, detached garages, detached sheds, decks. And we also can do some small commercial. We're one of the few firms that are licensed to do commercial work. So tenant fit-ups. We recently did a sushi restaurant in Kingston. We've done small retail stores. Um, We've done a bunch of cafes. We do have a limit on what we can do under the Ontario Building Code, there are some projects that just require an architect or an engineer, and I'm more than happy to let them do those projects. (laughs) Um, We're better suited for small projects. So next topic, I think we touched on this earlier, was just the potential impact of your business. And, And I think maybe we can reiterate some of it, which was if people are actually putting these income properties in their existing dwellings, it's creating more space for rental in Kingston, So could you picture a student graduating from St. Lawrence or RMC or Queens and they want to find a job in Kingston and they want to move out of student housing, maybe moving into one of these rental properties is a good first start, right? If you're just getting going before you get the capital and career experience together to purchase your own house, is that that the kind of thing that you'd see as a benefit for this type of activity? Absolutely. It will, one, give people that need a place to live a place to live. Um, Quite often, because it's a second dwelling unit, unlike an apartment building, you end up with a yard or part of a yard to use. So for those that might have a dog that need a little bit more space to walk their dog or let the dog out to play and burn some energy or let kids out to play and burn some energy, these can be all important factors. You know, apartment buildings are great. There is absolutely a need for them. They're perfect for retirees that don't want to mow lawns, shovel snow, do any of that. But for young families that can't afford to get into the real estate market right now, a secondary suite's a nice kind of in-between. You're not renting a whole house, so you don't have the additional expense. You have the space that you need. You still have a little bit of outdoor space. You feel like you're in a house, and especially with COVID, not having everybody on top of each other, having a little bit more space has been beneficial. 
or if they're a first time home buyer, it might get them into the rental market a little bit more comfortably. They might have been able to save or borrow for the down payment for a house. They may have gotten into the house, but you know, there's more costs to a house than a mortgage. There is utilities, for instance, there is maintenance and being able to create that rental suite in the basement might be able to help them afford to stay there or to buy that first house and make that leap. Well, awesome. Well, it's it's been great chatting with you, Lisa, about the story of House of Three. You're growing this business in Inverry, so a, an Eastern Ontario small business. How can le- listeners learn more about House of Three? What's the best place to go or do to, to learn about your services? Absolutely. So if you're interested in working with us on creating your new home, if you're shopping for pre-designed plans or you're renovating your existing space or creating a legal secondary suite, you can learn more on our website at www.houseof3.ca. Or you can reach out to us via email at information at houseof3.ca. Thanks so much for taking the time. And we'll have to check in with you in, in another couple of years to see how, uh, how things have progressed. You're on a great pathway now. Congratulations. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queen's Innovation Runway. If you like this podcast, please be sure to subscribe or drop us a comment. If you want to learn more about supporting research and innovation at Queen's in Eastern Ontario, please see our show notes for the list of organizations at Queen's that help startups 